You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Reclamation. We are so excited to be here. I'm particularly enthusiastic about this topic because it is such a fundamental key piece of well, really, I, I, I'm looking at, at the other two. Like, like, it's really a fundamental key piece of our entire existence at this point in time. Yes, I see the nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, so, yeah I would say uh, it's probably the lifeblood of what's ooh, kept oh, our family like as close and intimate together as, 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 as we are. I, th- I think that that's a great mm-hmm. way to describe it. What about you, Neva? Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, it gives us a more solid foundation when we don't know like how to handle something. Ooh, I like that when we don't know. Yeah. This is the one thing we do. And guess what, folks? We don't know often. That, that is a very true statement. So so the topic is, if you if you didn't check it out on the title of the episode, is the power of family prayer. And we've always held some component of this and it really strengthened in the last few years. Some of it was, was engagement with the church that, that we walked through together. And then also with the pandemic and just as, as many families discovered, you know, the, the, the kind of this experience of these foundational components sort of going away, like disappearing underneath of our feet. We had a really solid prayer foundation mm-hmm. before that in preparation of that. And, and it, it, it was really remarkable to watch it in action. And that's where I love the lifeblood thing. It's also the place we go, we don't know it. And like Justice said, and I'm sure this is true for so many of you, there were we found ourselves in many places where we just didn't know. It was like everything was topsy-turvy. Well, the whole entire world was uncertain. Right. Well, and the and, chaos. And, 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 and there's still, whole, by the time the show airs, there's still, <laughs> still going to be a whole lot of uncertainty. And I think that's kind of what the pandemic showed us is that in life, at this point in time, everything's uncertain. And yeah. and there's a lot of opportunity to, to grow in that together. And, and, and I think prayer for us as a foundation is what helped us navigate that in just with, with a lot of grace. I think that there's a lot that we're going to uncover in this and, and the... The, the idea, I mean, you just said a, a whole wonderfulness mm-hmm. there of, of stuff that we can peel back and we will. And let, let's back up one second before I dive right into it. It's like I'm, I'm jumping at the bit to get into this. And I think it's also important to note something that's really near and dear to our hearts is is the allowance for different perspectives, for different walks, for different relationships with the divine. Um, And so when we talk about prayer, let's just set this container here. One of the questions we get asked most frequently is like, okay, but who do you worship? Like, who are you praying to? Like, like when you say you're guided, like who's guiding you, right? It's, It's that natural kind of suspicion of like, who's your master? Who do you serve? Right? And and it and I I just kind of laugh because it's 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 all of it right and and that that kind of freaks people out too and so I want to be really clear that that we believe that each person gets to have their individual walk with the divine whatever that looks like and for most of us it changes right we we walk through different things with a relationship it evolves it, it evolves and 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 with the the fact that we're talking about the creator of all existence or the intelligence of all existence. Like it stands to reason that our minds may have to evolve and change as we reconcile that relationship. And so we give a lot of space for, 
for spirit, for source, for God. Um, all three of us the have had universe. a walk. Yeah, the universe. All three of us have had a walk with Christ, and so that. And but it's a different walk that each of us has, has had. You know, I'm very open that that we, we Jesus and I had our falling out. You know, a few times, and so so that's been this building of a relationship that not everybody has, right? And so so sometimes we do find ourselves speaking to a different aspect of the divine, maybe even than we did the day before. And and what we're in the practice of here is creating allowance and space for that. Because I think a lot of times family prayer gets put in the same box as family religion. And often that gets translated to doctrine or dictates that are, are being put upon perhaps the children or one of the spouses or even everybody feels like it's being put upon them and it doesn't really resonate and it and it creates this natural pushback when we start to talk about prayer but to us prayer is like a superpower it's like this super tool that we have that we can call on in any moment and we're going to get in after the break we're going to we're going to help maybe illuminate why we feel so strongly about this and how we navigate these really fluid and abstract spaces that give each of us our our space to grow, but also allows for the relationship that we share together to have a growing, evolving relationship with the divine as well. And so we're going to cut here really quickly and then and then we'll dive back in after the break. Before we do, I just want to make sure to mention if you haven't had a chance to go check out superpowerexperts.com and look at the community, I really encourage you to come there and, and receive. Receive, let us pour into you there. That is the sole purpose of that community is to welcome people in so that that they can receive, fill up their cups, right? Be full of, of that light and that love and, and participate, right? And, and, and then, of course, um, contribute to the community when they feel ready. And so, so it's a beautiful place for you to, to, to get your reserves poured back into, whether you're sitting with us on the community call or just engaging in one of our guided meditations. Like there are all kinds of ways for you to interact and um and it feels really important right now that we all focus on that kind of connecting in real ways in real spaces and we would love to have you join us there it's where we get filled it's where we play um and we we invite you to join us there stay tuned folks we're going to come back right after the break talking about the power of family prayer we'll be right back the superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the superpower universe plus membership Members get access to High Vibe Connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Hello, we're back, and we are talking today about the power of family prayer. Before the break, Justin opened up this whole beautiful container of just this this wealth of why we feel like we do in, in, in prayer and what just really where that is. And then, and then we set the container of like, it, it, you may be praying to God. You may be, be, be using Christ as that go between. Like that may be the person that you turn to. It may be spirit. It may be source. It may not be prayer necessarily with words, but we are going to talk about why that might be important for some families to engage in. Um, and, and so Neva before, you know, that was a whole lot of stuff. Um, and you spoke to that that prayer is really that that tool that we rely on when we don't know. Mm-hmm. And and in, in order for it to be that, we had to develop trust with it, right? Which means yeah. working it, I guess. So, so like so like kind of with your abilities or with um, spiritual gifts and stuff like that, we have to work those. What what was your experience working that for yourself and then within this container? Yeah, um, 
before I answer that, I want to say like, I think the best part of prayer is the fluidity in it. Um, and I think oftentimes that's why I find it such a good foundation. Um, like before the break, I loved how you mentioned how some people take like prayer and turn it into this construct of what everybody should believe. Mm -hmm. And like in our household, we don't even refer to like the divine as the same thing most (laughs) of the time. Um, Our relationships are so very different with it. Our prayers are so very different with it. Um, And I think that's why it's such a good foundation because it looks different for everybody. It's like, imagine like there's this house that's being built, but everybody has a separate room in the house, but it's all built on a, on the same foundation. Mm, really great analogy. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful way <laughs> yeah. to depict it. Cause, and you get to decorate it. You the, get to yeah, what's, what's exactly. it, it's rearrange what, the furniture. What does it, what does it look like for you. And you get, and you see all these different religions and all these different beliefs and the different set prayers are not even prayers. Sometimes it's chanting, um, different ways of connecting with the divine, but it all typically leads back to the same reasoning of belief. It's, it all lies on some sort of faith or hope for something. And so even if it's kind of, it looks differently for everybody, everybody has a different room. Some people might have a room and they might look different, but they're in the same hallway as somebody else. You're so building this in know, Minecraft in your mind, aren't you? I totally am. <laughs> I can totally see her going, ooh, and, and then is, you can have... This is mom's prayer room and dad's prayer room. But that's room exactly and, yeah. what it is in, in a sense, and that's why it's so creative. And I think that sometimes it gets mistranslated a lot that you have to believe the same thing as your family mm-hmm. or as your friends. And like we're very open that we we've had different walks with the divine different viewpoints different beliefs um some of us go more towards god and jesus some of us go more towards nature and spirit some of us meet in the middle and once well, and we do all of it like we get and to all, we get to all mix of around that. in it <laughs> and the beauty of it is there's no need for strife and belief because i think a lot of families get caught up in well how am i supposed to raise my family or train my family to believe similar things, but then also not hold them down to a certain belief. Mm -hmm. And it creates so much strife in families and stuff when different beliefs and viewpoints come up. So why not just all meet in the middle and live in the same house and admit that our styles are going to be a little bit different. (laughs) Kind of sounds like a global solution. Well, it is is because I mean, ultimately that's what we're seeing, right? Because, Throughout the years, generation after generation after generation, you know, just to quote the Baptist priest that that I met when I was five years old, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. That started my relationship with God, right? (laughs) And and probably not the best way possible, but throughout the years, we've been fed to believe that if you don't believe exactly how I believe, then there's this divisiveness and what it's led through, especially in families, right? It's led to this, well, then I'm going to just stop talking to God mm-hmm. and, and to shut it all and off. It shuts all, it shuts itself off. And that, that, that does that, that that's worse <laughs> than, than trying to at least encourage our kids, encouraging our friends, our family to at least start exploring what that relationship with God looks like for, for you. I mean, I think that's. I think we can solve a lot of problems in our world today if we just 
brought it back to that, to where we're at least talking in a container that is bigger than ourselves. Yeah, I agree. And I think prayer is looked at as something that like it has to look a certain way. Um, like I'm still active in one of the churches out here and I see people praying and they all kind of pray the same, you know, cause they, they pray in groups and stuff. But I think it's a misconception that it has to look a certain way or that you have to say certain things. Like you look at like the Lord's prayer and stuff is that your conversations with the divine have to be perfect. But I think actually the beauty in it is that they're not there to be perfect. It's like, look at it as like a conversation because I think it's also really easy to feel silly sometimes when you're praying. It's like, what the heck, who am I talking to? It's like, I'm just closing my eyes and talking to what air. And I think if you release the story that it has to be perfect, then feeling of being crazy, which we kind of live for here, (laughs) we're kind of weird, kind of goes away. And you're able to see that it's nothing more than a conversation. It's nothing more than talking however you want to talk. And that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of having your own relationship with the divine. I, I love the point that you made there about this conversation and making sure that it's where we create the allowances in the space for be, it being messy. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's a relationship. It's and, going to be messy. And, and, and it's beautiful because it, it, when we accept that with God and be, feel like, okay, maybe God is big enough to handle my messiness. Like maybe, like mm-hmm. really, truly, is it possible that someone could handle all of this messiness, right? If we can even remotely step into that space and offer that to our children, then it's not as big of a stretch to say, well, you know, maybe mom and dad can handle my messiness too. Yeah. Right. Or maybe, maybe even I can handle my messiness. But if we paint the picture that there's nothing big enough to handle what's going on in the world or to handle what's going on in your child's life or in their heart or in their, their hurt or in yours, if, if we continue to send the message that there is nothing big enough to assist with this, then, then that is the world that we create. And, and I think that we might want to, see out a little bit before we start putting more creative energy into that. Oh, ab- absolutely. And and recognizing that those answers that you're really, really looking for it, it aren't going to be found on social media. Are you going to find in social media is other people commiserating in the same suffering that they're, they're, they're trying to solve out their messiness, right? And they broadcast it and people broadcast it. And it's really easy to get caught up in the minute you step away, there you are. Mm-hmm. It, it has it hasn't resolved itself. You might have got a, a brief moment of like, okay, I'm okay because other people are not okay too. But that doesn't resolve anything and, and doesn't contribute to anything. But 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 bringing it back to prayer, at least starting start the conversation. I I don't know what it looks like for you. I know what it looks like for me, right? I know what it can look like for others. I know that the invitation though is just to start mm-hmm. well and, and that's what i want to get into and so so neva i, mean, I turned over to you because i know you wanted to jump in there and then and then we're going to refocus it folks a lot of times the the hesitation or the hurdle is just literally not knowing how and so we're going to mm-hmm. get into that but i want to let neva have a space here i wanted to say that if you've ever been told or even questioned if 
the divine or spirit or God is going to love you or support you. <laughs> this Get is that why she out had, of your head. This is why she had a burning chair. <laughs> yes, this because is a good one. I can promise you that is not true. I've had conversations with people who question me about it. It's absolutely not true because I've seen a pattern from the same people who've questioned me about it are also the same people who tell me God made me to be perfect. You can't have it both ways. So I don't, so you're going to need to be a little yes, bit more clear. I'm, what do you I'm mean? elaborating have, on it. Yeah. So elaborate. Cause questioned you about it. How like being questioned on, do you think God loves you due to your identity? Or do you think God loves you despite the fact that you did this? Cause or of this imperfection this? or this sin yes, or this. Because, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Because to which you responded. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, well, how do you know? How do you know? Because we're telling people it's okay well, to trust. I, I can tell you how I know because my answer to to this question, because I was asked, do you think God loves you even though you're this? And I said, absolutely. And if God doesn't love me, I don't know if I want to believe in a God that wouldn't love me for who I am fully. I and fair. that's at the heart of it is why would you want to believe in something other than that? Because... That's the beauty of it, right, folks, is it gets to be whatever the heck you want it to be. Well, and what she just did there, if you weren't watching, for those of you who want the replay, <laughs> she just jumped over about five dimensions of reality and expressed it from a place where it is true in that in that regard. And, and, and I know to some of you, it feels like that's a really long climb to get to the place where you can see what, what Neva has embodied that says, wait a second, like, it's not just about what what do I believe about God, it's what do I want to believe what do i want in this relationship i am an aspect of the creation that means that i am a part of the creator i get to be present in this i want a relationship here and if you're not paying attention folks that is what our children are asking for that is what we are all asking for and the quicker we wrap our minds around the fact that that is that is the first step in saying I want to be able to choose and have the freedom to invest in my creative energy in the way that I feel guided to do through my inspired receiving information knowing. from the divine through direct knowingness. We are demanding it as individuals start in your families. And so we could we could go on. We have a lot of passion around this topic. I'm gonna have to like bring them all down a notch. Um, and uh, this is this is practical. Uh, this is how we pray. And so I want to be really clear. When we started praying, we the practice was before meals. Anytime we sat down together to eat, because it was just a great, phenomenal way to like center in, right? Everybody take a breath, have gratitude, right? So even if- your body. That's right. Even <laughs> if you're not digging on the, what seems to be more the religious components of the prayer element, I think we can all agree at this point in time that being in your body and taking a deep breath, having gratitude before you mm. put food in your mouth, connecting with the people that you're sitting with, not being distracted are all very valuable principles, even at just a self level. 
These are good things, right? And it promotes harmony in the home. So if you don't have a practice of just when you, well, if you don't have a practice of sitting down together and eating, you might want to start there. Start there. <laughs> and then when you sit, if you can, and we're, I mean, we're being tongue in cheek and your your schedules may not allow for it, then create space in other ways, yeah. right? You cannot carve, have a cohesive. Carve, carve time out. Yeah, you can't have a cohesive family unit if you're not making the space and the time for it. Um, but if, however you're gathering together, make it a point to to take a moment in gratitude. And it, and it may be that you all agree that God's too far of a stretch, and so instead it's gonna just be a gra- in gratitude for each other and gratitude for the love that you share and the fact that no matter how bad things might look, you probably still have it pretty good, right? And, and you can go and look for those, those things to, to be grateful for. What we recommend is that every person involved speaks and, and, and if, if they are able to, or contributes in some fashion energetically. It does not have to be through words, obviously. If, if, if you have a child who's not verbal, then, then, then perhaps there's some other way they can contribute. But imagine it this way, that in, in the space in between you is like this vat, right? This, this amazing void of creative potential. And we, you want everyone's energetic creativity in that container with the divine. And so however they can contribute, for, for, for verbal folks, the easiest thing then is to simply encourage them to speak. Because what we find sometimes is that if we don't, if we're being reticent, right, if we're wanting to, to be a little bit standoffish and keep at, a, at an arm's reach, we're not going to want to move our mouths. We're not going to want to want to put ourselves out there. We're not going to want to be vulnerable. And so encouraging people to be vulnerable in this space is crucial. Whatever that is, right, just even if it's just softening your heart a little bit, um, encouraging each party to speak or to contribute energetically into that space is super important. Giving the space for each person to be able to do that in the course of whatever the the prayer kind of circle concept is that you're going to come up with. And, and being okay with the fact that dinner may get delayed by 10 minutes. It may get delayed by 15 minutes because there might be something that comes up that needs to be looked at and and clearing it before before putting food in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Before for doing that and, and, and being okay with the fact that dinner can wait because you're now addressing the family relationships as it relates to the energetics created in the family unit and as it relates to the relationship with the divine that each individual person carries and is journeying through together. Yeah, and in our world, there really is nothing more important than that. Yeah, and folks, it even if it's just taking a minute, maybe praying isn't fully your thing. Well, that's kind of the topic of the show, but again, it looks differently. Maybe it's taking a minute and taking a few deep breaths, meditating even. it Remember, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think the like you were talking about is it just gives you a minute to center in. And that's like why you should do it, I think, is it, it gives you a moment to kind of connect in and release everything that's maybe happened throughout the day and gives you a moment to sit in gratitude for things, no matter who you're saying the gratitude to. It gives you a moment to center in back into your body, back into the space that you're in and get in touch with reality. 
I think I think everybody needs to kind of do a self-assessment and just be really honest with where you're sitting because a lot of times we find people who have wounds with the church or with God or with prayer or religion or something like that and have gone into more of a spiritual, experiential space with things. Um, walking back into a prayer relationship where you can bridge those two worlds is is probably going to be one of the things that you're going to have to look at on that journey because you can't have those wounds and not come back and readdress them from your more kind of enlightened or actualized state. They will come back around. Um, we chose to address them through prayer. It's it's an easy process. It's an easy tool to use. And it's one of those that it can continue to evolve with you and grow with you. And Eva's absolutely correct. You get to interpret that in whatever way you want to. Um, we've seen it modeled in many different ways. We tend to follow a kind of a hybrid model of, of, of sort of opening up you know, one of us will open the prayer and just kind of start with whatever name we choose. It can be spirit, it can be source, it can be God, it can be father, it can be Lord, it can be mother, it can be whatever it is, whatever you're connecting into in that moment. And it may be like, Tonya, I can't even come up with a name for it. Awesome, right? Do whatever you're comfortable doing, but stretch yourself to continue growing that relationship. It's really easy to to hide out in our fears and um, hyper-intellectualize them or hyper-metaphysicalize uh, them or hyper-spiritualize them so that we we don't actually have to face that relationship. We You have to be willing to face any relationship with the divine where it got severed or where it got um, misinterpreted or where you had a falling out or whatever. You don't just get to take a break from God and then never go back to it, right? Like like that will come back around for you. At some point in time it will. That's right. <laughs> and 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 some of you don't have that in your in your history. And so so following your own you know inspired or intuitive guidance in it um, is a beautiful way to step out. And it could be a, a individually a walk in nature. As a family, you could make the choice to to commune in nature together. You could do guided meditations together. Those were techniques that we utilized early on when Eva was little. Jessa would walk her through a guided meditation to help her go to sleep at night um, because she was has a lot of superpowers and is a very perceptive individual <laughs> and picks up on a lot of energies and a lot of different frequencies and dimensions. Like these are not just things we pretend to talk about, folks. These are, this is a body of work that we discovered out of necessity. Um, and so so we that's where we get to come back together, though, is in something where we can connect. Now, we've been at this for a while, and so we know when we're connected. We know when we're holding back. We know when we're not wanting to be vulnerable in a space. That's all stuff that we carry, but it took us a while to attune to that. Initially, you may find that you're going through the steps and feeling kind of silly or feeling kind of like, uh, what is this? And that's okay. Call that out. Be silly. Let God know you feel well, a little silly. Help me not to feel silly about this. I want a relationship with you. Well, what helps there is is that it is is the way we do it is is we hold hands, right? Right, and so energetically we're connected because we're coming together in the same space. But now we're 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 touching, right? Or we're holding hands, and so we're connected physically to one another as well. And mm-hmm. so it, it allows for a. I, uh, it's it it allows for all the senses to to come into connection and alignment with one another, right? It's not just I see you, I can feel you energetically, I can feel you physically, right? So I've got all of those elements in play, and it allows us to come into the center together easily. Because when we do that, when we connect in all of those ways, if somebody's off, you can sense it. And then it can be addressed and brought up and in, 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 
brought to the middle through prayer, right? Like, hey, bring it. Hey, you know, somebody's not, you know, the person's not feeling connected, you know, soften their hearts, let them know that, remind them this is a safe place, whatever that looks like. But I think connecting at that level. So if you can hold hands, um, you know, or put a hand on their shoulder or whatever that looks like, that, that, that physical touch piece is, is, I think is crucial because, you know, we, we go throughout our days, you know, you go to work, you know, and even, even though we're a 24 seven family, you know, we, we make an intentional effort to make sure we're, we're constantly, you know, if we're watching TV where we're holding hands, you know, with, with Neva, we, we come together in prayer and we're holding, we're, we're holding hands in prayer there. Right. It allows us, it allows us to reconnect. It's like, otherwise, otherwise it's like we go through the day and it's like, are you real? <laughs> are you just this envisioning thing? But it's like, but to hold hands, it's like, oh, nope, nope. Yep. That's, she's still my daughter. She's and still to here. To hug. Yeah. yeah I exactly. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the last step in this prayer process is something that, that I want to just plant here. And it, and if you're new to prayer, then, then this may be a little bit of a stretch. Um, but I encourage all of you to reach for it because the real secret with prayer is that if you want spirit to be able to move through your life, then you have to be willing to let spirit move. And what that means is that you may be standing in prayer. The second you step into that space, maybe even the first time, you may be overcome with emotion. You may feel something you haven't felt ever or in a very long time. In prayer, somebody may say something and it may trigger tears to flood your eyes. And you may not know why. You have to let spirit move. Don't resist those moments. In that space, imagine that it just creates this really beautiful kind of fluid container where all, all can start pouring in. That willingness to be vulnerable, to be transenergetic in that space and just lean into each other and into the divine, that is the true magic of it. If you don't get to that place, then, then you, you, you still get the benefits of coming together and all these other things. But that really is the secret sauce. Like that is the alchemy in it where two or more of us gather. There also will I be. That is the exponential power. Some of you are ready for the advanced lessons. Make sure that in your own prayer life that that's happening and make sure when you're gathering with others, you're allowing that to happen. Justin and I have had experiences in prayer where we weren't just holding hands, but we were forehead to forehead on our knees because the energy that was coming through was something that we didn't know what to do with, but we trusted that we had a place to go with it. We knew we were being held in it. We didn't have to fear we were together and we had had a healthy prayer practice. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So for those of you who felt a little bit ill prepared for some of the things you faced over the last couple years, maybe even still, this is a great time to start some sort of practice where you can lean into something much bigger than yourself, much bigger than what we've seen solutions wise on the global stage. So you have somewhere to go. So you're, you're modeling something for your children about where they can go when everything seems uncertain. Last thoughts, Neva. That was a really good point. Um, yeah, I think, may I add a challenge? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> yes, you may. Let me okay. think about that. <laughs> so It my took me a minute to realize she was awaiting a response. I was. Um, she was just sitting in her chair staring at me. Um, so my challenge for everybody is pray connect with the divine somehow figure out 
what that is for you. And we've listed quite a few names that we typically use for the divine. Call it Bob if you want to. Find a way to connect with the divine. Find a way to prayer. And maybe the idea of prayer is kind of scary to you. I've had my own personal experiences where it's like, no, I don't really want to do that. Um, Maybe it's not. God already knows you. Exactly. It's like Santa Claus. It's like he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. It's like that. But it's like a loving stalking you. Um, But that's not the point. Find a way to connect. (laughs) It's not at all creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's chanting. I have a Buddhist chanting book that I use quite often, actually. Um, Maybe it's coming to one of our new moon ceremonies in our community and coming good plug good plug (laughs) and coming and playing those are super super yummy and it's an amazing way to connect with the divine and Mm. release stories and you get to play with fire and you get to meet (laughs) all of the amazing people in our community and it's hosted by the wonderful tatiana barande um find a way to connect with the divine and find a way to do that with your family and know that you're going to feel a little bit silly sometimes. And that's okay. Embrace the silliness. And you might feel emotions towards it. And stories and fear might come up because I get that there's a lot of wounds when it comes to talking to the divine. But I promise it's worth it. And if anybody has ever told you that the divine cannot hold you as who you are and won't love you for who you are, that is not true. And those people need to go find Jesus. So <laughs> that's my note. <laughs> if you have any idea or any question as to where Neva stands. <laughs> but tell us how you well, really feel. I, I, I do I do want to add to that. I mean, this is then this is gonna go out to you all the all the all the masculine energy carriers in, in relationship and in, in, in families, right? Um because I'm not going to say husbands because that's not always the case, but those that carry the, the masculine energy better um, in your relationship, get in touch with your emotions. Be okay with the fact that you're going to get ooey-gooey and you need to get ooey-gooey. That's the yummy place. And it's a lot less scary than you think. It, it I, I'll just attest to this myself. Going through it the first time, it sucked because you're like, what was that? But when you learn to lean into it and know that it's going to bring you closer to your family, closer to the divine, and ultimately closer to yourself, it's the best thing that you can do. So get in touch with that ooey gooeyness that that you don't like to carry because I know the masculine energy doesn't like to carry that, right? Because it's not what it does. But guess what? It's what it needs. It's what it needs. <laughs> so you got to do it anyways. Well, fantastic. Well, so you can see what this means to us and what it's done for us. This is what allows us to join together and to be so vulnerable and transparent with you all and to let you glimpse inside our very sacred spaces here. Like we hold our family very sacred and very dear and we hold our relationships that way. And we particularly hold our relationships with the divine that way. So this isn't this isn't a, a flash in the in the pan for us to share 
um, these foundational components because they we use them. This is our life, um, and and we continue to work with them and evolve them and see where they take us. and And they they do mean a lot to us. and And we we firmly believe that if you incorporate some element of that, that it'll start to mean something in your world as well. Um, strengthen that relationship. Continue to step forward. Lean into it and join up with us in the community so we can help support you in that walk. We are help happy to do that. We are looking forward to welcoming you. It is where we get fed um, and it is pretty yummy. So thank you all for joining us again. We've been talking about the power of family prayer and we wish you all the very, very best from our inspired family to yours. We We love you. you. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.